Hello, welcome to the Electric Theory Podcast. My name is Gina Shear and I am your host. The Electric Theory's mission is to empower global pioneers and ignite diversity in thought. We fuel innovation and resilience to enhance people's well-being, help people reach their full potential, and foster a culture of lifelong learning and growth. Today's guest is Rachel Perry. Rachel is a high-volume, high-visibility retail leader with over 20 years of experience, driving success throughout her career. Her professional strengths encompass a diverse spectrum, including talent development, operational excellence, culture transformation, diversity, equality, inclusion strategies, policy formulations, strategic planning, employee branding, customer experience enhancement, project management, training, facilitation, and coaching. Today, Rachel directs her wealth of experience towards assisting high-level leaders and entrepreneurs in achieving their aspirations while nurturing robust, thriving organizational cultures. Her core belief centers on authentic success where the pursuit of ambitious objectives is harmoniously balanced with self-care. Rachel employs a comprehensive approach that integrates movement, visualization, strategic planning methodologies, impactful coaching to guide her clients from a routine autopilot living to living a life in the overflow. Please help me welcome the one and only Rachel Perry to the show. We have 24 hours a day. Organize your day. Work hard. I'm here to talk about success. Rachel, I am so excited to sit down with you today. Thank you so much for allowing me to have you. (laughs) Thank you so much for letting me be here. It is a treat and a pleasure as always. My best friend, um, Miranda, shout out to Miranda. Shout out Miranda. (laughs) She was at my house uh, about a week ago and... It was just a consistent reminder that this is how we should live life every day. But every time when she would wake up, we'd see each other in the morning and she'd be like, okay, guys, how do we want to live our last day on earth today? Mm. And that is what she would say every single day. And I think that's such a powerful I like it. statement to wake up with because you really don't know when your last day is. Mm. But if you live every single day like it's your last day. I have a feeling more people would live with more purpose in their life and they would be more inclined to do things with intention, do things with meaning. And truly, if you live your life like that every single day, the world would be a better place. hundred percent. The thing is, though, it's not easy. Like, you know, I recently, right, like struck out on my own, developed my own, you know, company, all the things. And in the time to like decide if this was what I wanted to do. And there was no earthly reason that made sense for a single mom by choice to like quit her job. Like there was just not, not in this economy. Right. You know what I'm saying? What made you choose that? Because it's something Mm. that most people don't choose. And you Mm -hmm. said it was a desire. And most people, like you said, we get stuck at that desire and not take it any further, not put an action plan behind Mm. it, not actually get the ball moving to adopt a baby? Yeah. Uh, I had been trying to get pregnant probably three and a half years ago-ish now. 
yeah, something like 18 months um, on my own. And it just like was not working. Mm-hmm. IUI, IVF, none of it was working. Um, and then the, the way that um, that process works is like you basically are on this like four week cycle. And mm-hmm. every four weeks you find out you're not pregnant and then you, the next week you go and start doing stuff again. So it was just brutal. And I was de- deathly sick all the time from mm-hmm. hormones. And they were like, this is such a good sign because your body responds so good to the hormones. You know, it's amazing. It's so good. I know you're sick, but like this is going to be amazing, yeah. you know. And so um, while that was great medically, <laughs> it was really <laughs> right. rough physically. So um, I just gave myself a break. In yeah. 2022, I just said, like, okay, God, I'm just going to give this to you. You tell me what you think is happening. And um, I was really wrestling, yeah, with, like, what that would look like. And um, I ended up really thinking about adoption. It came really close to my heart over the spring and the summer. I talked to a lot of mentors in my life, pastors, people that had adopted, and then um, I filled out an application to um, an adoption agency, and they accepted me for orientation. And I was like, I'll just go. Right. Let's check it out. And um, by the end of the session, I was like, I definitely think I want to do it. I feel, like, kind of called to it, but I don't really have, like, 500 extra dollars to, like, throw at this. I'm about to go on vacation to New York. You know, right. that's my kiki money. And I took a step out of the room and I just like felt this pull and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, we're going to do it. And then while I was in New York, um, I got a call that said, we think we have a baby for you. And I was wow. like, what? You know, this is supposed to take a year. It's a $60,000 process. Like, that's insane. And how um, quick was that turnaround? That was 10 days after. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> wow. Which I was like. But the, yeah, but there's no way they're going to give me a baby, yeah. you know. And then seven days later, she was like, so do you want to go really fast? And I was like, what? She goes, you're having a baby and you're having a baby in 30 days. Oh, my I was gosh. Like, what? So, yeah, I was chosen by an incredible, selfless, wonderful birth mom um, who trusted me with her most precious thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, I have an open adoption and, um, it was insane. It was 30 of the craziest days of my life. Sure. Filling out adoption paperwork is a full time job. All the paperwork also is like, and your husband and your husband. So it's like, I could only imagine like what it is to be, you know, LGBTQ trying to fill out this paperwork Mm -hmm. or, you know, single, they don't have anything that's like differentiated like that. Um, So that felt really intimidating through the whole process. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get approved. Because you just felt singled out or? All the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you, and then you'd have to cross out, like, I don't have a husband. And none of the paperwork um, at this agency was like inclusive. And so I just felt for a lot of families, Mm -hmm. you know, who might want to try to have children, um, because it's hard enough, you know, to be evaluated. I mean, they yeah. look at your finances, your spending, they come into your home. Yeah. You know, it's it's what's really crazy about it is you go through this intense vetting process. And then when it comes to like financial assistance for 
in my case, a $60,000 adoption fee, the number one go-to coaching is debt. (laughs) So you have to make a certain amount of money in order to like, you know, have this little human and then they take like your entire life savings and your 401k (laughs) and, you know, but I had an incredible community that rallied around me and, um, about half of it was raised through crowdfunding, through wow. donations. Like, people are incredible. And the other half was, like, all the money I'd ever made. Yeah. And my 401k. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, still absolutely incredible. And it's just, like, a testament to who you are with the story you told previously with taking in your brother and helping your older sister and your mom and being there for them and just, like, how faithful you are to your people and then putting yourself aside anything that you've saved anything you've worked hard for Mm -hmm. to want to give this tiny human a better life she's the best i i will never do anything better i will never like there's no accomplishment there's nothing i'll ever do and i'm so grateful that god saw fit to like bless me Mm -hmm. to be a mom and in this way yeah that was a dream that was on my heart for a long time, but I was hell bent on like um, giving birth. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was holding on to that with like white knuckles. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's insane. My baby looks just like me. I know, she does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like totally wild. You know, we have like similar expressions and like she loves to sing. It's like, it's wild how alike we are. Yeah. Um, She's so expressive and talkative. She's so much Mm -hmm. like me. And I was like, I don't know. I think it's a really good picture, though, of like there's a certain amount of like drive and work that comes to like bringing a vision to life. But then there is this like element where you have to like release control and let it Mm -hmm. like come to life Mm -hmm. on. It has a life of its own as well. And if you think about it, like what we were discussing beforehand, so many people don't actually take the steps and put forth the effort to make their dream be become a reality. And in your case, you say it's the biggest blessing. Yeah. Can you imagine not having that just because <laughs> no. you didn't want to take the steps to get there? It's crazy that there are so many people, and if you're listening to this, and are on the edge of what you think is your dream – I want this to be encouragement for you mm-hmm. to just step out and take it. And even if it sounds crazy, even if it sounds wild and that nobody else would believe that you would do this or, you know, it's beyond the reach of what you can imagine, just go do it. If it is on your heart and you feel called to do it, go do it because mm-hmm. it could be your biggest blessing in this case. And you couldn't imagine your life any other way. It's crazy, though, too, because... I do feel like in big visionary moments, you aren't meant to have all the answers because it would really be overwhelming. Like if I knew (laughs) there's so many things about being a mom, they do not put on the package. Yes. You know, they do not talk to you about like endless teething and sleep regression and all that in the beginning. Right. It's just like take care of the baby, feed him every two hours, all the things. If I had known all that, I probably Mm -hmm. would have like backed Backed out out. just like being an entrepreneur though. Like if I had known there'd be like a, couple months with like hashtag no money you know what I mean or like you send out all your pitches and you don't hear back from people and then all of a sudden it all comes in right like you know we aren't meant to know all that in the beginning but we are meant to like weather it and there is 
like energy that will meet you mm-hmm. on the journey mm-hmm. and resources and people that will come along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, again, there's no earthly reason that makes sense that I would be 40 single and without like, you know, that corporate safety net, um, which I didn't have at the time that, right, I, I started my company. Um, there's no earthly reason why that like makes sense. And there's no earthly reason why somebody who's like 40 and single and sleeping as much as she would want to should like pour out all her life savings, right. To do this thing. Like that makes no sense. Like, how are you going to survive without an emergency fund and do all that? I can tell you 14 months later, we're doing it. We're thriving. She's great. I'm great. And now we're like on to this next chapter, you know, it's just really beautiful. Yeah. So it's worth it. Even though you're staring into like the total unknown, definitely go do it. If you're listening, take the plunge because there's a whole community, a whole life, like everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of that fear. And I am Mm -hmm. not saying it's perfect. Mm -hmm. There are definitely times where I'm like, I have to go to my room and just say, I prayed for this. I prayed for Mm -hmm. this. (laughs) <laughs> Which is screaming bloody murder in the middle of the night, do you think? Yeah, I prayed for this. Everything's okay. Or I walk past piles of, like, dirty laundry, and yeah. I'm like, I will get to that after my next business trip. Or, like, I forgot to start the dishwasher before I left for the business trip, so yeah. we come home, and it's, like, wild. There's definitely things, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, man, it's, it is, I cannot imagine, you know, my life any other way. Yeah. And I think going back to what you're asking, too, about, like, why would I want to, like, start a business or, like, why do all of that? What caused me to want to leave the other company that I was at is because I think once you bring one vision into life, it's really hard to ignore Mm -hmm. the other gifts that you have. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to, like, want to do that. And I need to show my kid you can do absolutely anything fucking thing you set yeah. your mind to. Sorry, yeah. I don't know if we can say that on this podcast, but you can do anything. You can yeah. do anything. It's never too late. And that's what I'm really excited to like share with her and for her to see and the kind of parent that I want to be is one that's like present that can go to all the school things. You know, I had a couple of work trips and I knew she was about to walk and I brought her with me on the trips. Aww. You know? Yeah. And that was a grind. It was a grind, but I did not miss her first steps. That is the kind of, like, mom that I want to be, and I want to show her how to build that life, you know? Um, And so that's why I started my own company, you know what I mean? But I think, again, like, there's this momentum that will come as you, like, walk in your vision and walk into your overflow, walk into that space. It creates so much more energy and capacity for the other dreams and goals in your heart to come out, come to life. I mean, I think what you just said is— the example of the mother that you want to be and that you are is the best example of leadership that there is. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm, I'm very serious. I mean, that is the definition of saying, I want the absolute best for you. Yep. I will be there every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Let me pave the path. Let me show you. Let me hold hands with you. And help you succeed, not because of me. These things are not for me, but they are for the people and the next generation Mm -hmm. to help them succeed, to be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we're not at the point in her life where we're going to have to have tough chats. (laughs) 
<laughs> tough chats with Rachel and Iko. But, um, yeah, I, I do try to bring that back into the workplace. Um, I do try to bring and call out that, like, I am telling you to your face, right? Yeah. And I'm giving you the answers to the quiz, right? Yeah. This is what you need to do the next time I come here. This is what I need to see. That is so that it's for your highest freaking good, man. Yeah. You know? And Absolutely. I'm holding you accountable if it isn't yeah. set in place. That's actually because I really do care, you know? Absolutely. Doesn't feel like it in the moment, but it's right. in the long run. Right. It's because I care. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's so good. I think everyone needs that wake-up call, too, to just remind themselves to find a great mentor take what they're telling you like you were saying earlier whoever paid the path in front of you they didn't do that just because they were lucky or because it fell into their lap (laughs) even that was some hard dedication so take the wisdom that they give you and implement into your life the fastest way you possibly can and whoever does that really does succeed Mm -hmm. and those are some very strong words of wisdom so I hope that anyone can take the that right there and implement it into their own life and cut out any of the entitlement that most mm. of us have on some level, mm-hmm. the doubt that all of us have on some level, yeah. and really be able to walk in confidence as the leaders that we are called to be. Because truthfully, every single one of us has been called to be a leader in some form or fashion. Yep. Whatever that, whatever realm that may be, and it may not be always everyone leadership in corporate or leadership uh, as a single mother, but it might be leadership to their neighbor or maybe a younger kid, maybe it's their niece and nephew, maybe it is um, to themselves even. Yeah, you know, yeah, times where you have to lead yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are all called. I think that's the part, too. I was in a um, conference, not a conference, but anyway, I was with some leaders. And one of the things that they said to us was, like, you are all influencers. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think in this, you know, super glossy Instagram, yummy, you know, everything's beautiful influencer culture. I feel like that's the definition of influencer. And when Mm -hmm. that was said to me, it was it really hit home, and I think it's, like, exactly like what you're saying. Like, we all walk into rooms with a certain amount of influence, wherever that is in whatever yes. arena. And we have a captive audience. Yeah. It may not be, like, 50 million people online. Right. But we have a captive audience, and yeah. we have sway, and we have influence and, and power, you know, totally. in certain areas. And I think realizing that and harnessing it, like you're saying— really can help build so much confidence, but also Mm -hmm. like open doors for so many other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. We may have to do two parts for this because (laughs) I could sit here and talk to you all day. Um, Let's jump into the jar question for the sake of time. If you don't mind opening that up, um, answering it to the best of your ability. I believe it's the blue question. And I did not even take a sneak peek of the question, so I don't know what it is. So this is a que bon surprise for both of us. What creates the most human flourishing? Wow. Ooh. I feel like this is like. It's a deep question. <laughs> I want to talk to this man. I need to understand. Okay. So what creates the most human flourishing? Like 
Are we humanizing ourselves, that side of ourselves as leaders? What creates the most human flourishing? This is a good question. Wow. I'm really intrigued. Yes. I guess if I took this, I'm going to maybe reverse it and just say, like, what makes people flourish? I mean, I think we've just Mm -hmm. talked about it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I think that being empowered to dream big dreams Mm -hmm. and, you know, to know that you do not have to have it all figured out. But if you take steps that are going to move you towards that dream, I think those are the biggest things. I think that's when people are the most alive, when they're doing something that they love and they care about. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that all the time. What would you do for free? I love Gary V. Love Love Gary Gary V. Met him. He's fabulous. He's an icon. My dream would be to like do a podcast or something with I Gary. Love Gary B. I j'adore. Gary, if you're listening, this Rachel Perry, I met you at um, 92Y. <laughs> uh, it was incredible. You, we had an option for you to sign my book or take a selfie, and it was like, duh, selfie. Like, you know, even though it probably would have been the more. Gary V thing to do to get your signature and flip it. But <laughs> I wanted a selfie anyway. But he always talks about like, what would you do for free? Like he s- hates seeing people do stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't like doing going to jobs. They don't like if all the stuff they would do for free, if they just made content for like five years, yeah. pff, have yeah. a whole nother career, you know? Right. And I think we, I think that we like as a society too, just are ready to like naysay people. Cause we want them to be safe. You know, but we don't recognize, like, how much that, like, holds them back, you know? I think it's, like, from a safety net perspective, though. Like, lizard brain, you know, try to keep you. I think it's more of, like, a jealousy factor. I think it definitely can be. Or... I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Let me bring <laughs> yeah, in some no, science here. No, I've been, I've been no like, real the whole here. time, and now I'm like, no, people try to be nice. They don't. People do try to hate. I think it really is, like, a jealousy factor. I mean, yeah. so many people... Especially if they're truly, think about this. If you're not truly happy in your own life mm-hmm. and you're watching other people succeed, how hard would that be to yeah. sit back and be like, wow, now they're succeeding because they went out of their box and started living for their own dream. Mm-hmm. And I actually I'm just still lost sitting a here miserable because of that. She actually wow. was like, want you to change your bio about your business. You're not accredited. You don't have a degree. You're, I'm a doctor. I'm, you know, mm. I am licensed mm. to do like trauma therapy and things like that physically. Amazing. Yeah. She's doing wonderful. But yeah. And she just like stopped speaking to me. Told me she wanted to do some calls. Told me she wanted to talk about it. Called her, called her, called her. Text her, text her, text her. And we've been friends for like over 15 years. It was yeah, crazy. That's so. hard. But truly, mm-hmm. that's probably the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but there are so many times when people will talk down on you or talk bad about you and it's not from a level of love Mm -hmm. it is literally them trying to steal your joy Mm -hmm. or them being jealous because they're not in a good place for their own life and not living out their dreams like they wish that they Mm -hmm. were because they're too scared a lot of it's fear bound Mm -hmm. and Here's, I don't know if this is an example of it, but this very well could be an example of it that they, you needed to be able to grow and step outside of that friendship 
mm-hmm. and shut those doors and so that you can live out your dream and not have other people's negative feedback or comments holding yeah. you back. I love that. I feel like we just had therapy. This question, so good, oddly phrased, but so good. Yeah. Gina, do you know how cool you are? <laughs> do you know how cool you are? But no, you're so cool to like create these spaces and have these conversations. They're so important and they're really meaningful. And I feel bad because I almost get more out of them than I but think I possibly I, could have like put out. I think my life has flourished in this context. Yeah. More over the last several months of hosting the Electric Theory podcast mm. and having intentional conversations with people mm-hmm. than just being on the rat race of life. Yeah. And going a week or a month without having like a serious in-depth conversation with someone and it being very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love this for us. And I'm I'm really grateful that you opened up your your podcast home to me. Well, thank you for joining us. This has been a fun journey and it most likely will be in two parts. <laughs> um but that's okay. One last thing I want to mention, and I hope that this encourages a listener. I feel like this whole episode is filled with encouragement. I'm going to go back and listen to it myself and be like, on a hard day, this is what people need to listen to when they're feeling down about themselves or not in the vibrance of life when they've had a hard week. Go back and to listen to this or when you feel lazy, especially kicking off into the new year. Yes. Let's get to work. Let's do it. I do want to say something on that. It's not that you and I can sit here and say like, go live your dreams. And it's so easy. Plenty of days that I even that it is work, right. To like reframe your mindset all the time. Mm -hmm. And so please know that that's okay on the journey too. Right. Like if you're like, ugh, I really sucked at that. Or I like went out there and that didn't go so well. It didn't feel so great. Yeah. Like know that it is going to take some reframing. And even those of us that can sit here and say like, oh my God, we made this big goal happen. We made this dream happen. We're constantly doing that too. And that's, that's okay. That's part of the journey. It's, it's the work that never ends, but as you Mm -hmm. keep like building up that muscle and getting stronger and stronger at it, it gets easier. I'll say this also one of a, I had a friend that reached out to me and um, it's not really about this, but she was like, hey, are you doing this January challenge? I saw that you did it last year. Did you succeed? Whatever, whatever. Um, And as we are moving into the new year, this is a great reminder from everyone. If you're making those New Year's resolutions or maybe you start in February with those New Year's resolutions, (laughs) whatever it is. But she was like, did you succeed last year? And I kind of thought that was like funny to myself because Mm I am the person after many, many years of practice I'm not going to go out and set a goal and just not achieve it. Yeah. And so I was like, what do you, why, why are you asking if I succeeded or not? It was never an option. Mm-hmm. I didn't give myself an option. If I'm going to sign up for it and do it, I'm going to succeed. Like, yeah. Why are you asking if I did succeed or not? <laughs> not was it never I don't in the actually love how she said that. I don't know her, but I don't well, like that. It's not a matter of, I mean, I think it was, it was a very genuine comment. But it was a matter of me thinking to myself, like, I think more people need to not give themselves the option. The out. If they're going to succeed or not. Yes. It's a commitment. You just do it. Bro, it's a commitment. 
And even you do, you won't know. There was like a season that um, it was the weekend, the week of my baby being induced. And I was like $10,000 short, you know, but I had raised like 50 grand right. in four weeks. Wow. And they were like, we're not going to tell you where she's going to be born. She'll go to foster care. Sorry. And I remember just like being on my knees, like crying, you know, yeah. what am I going to do? And I just heard this still small voice that was like, just go sit in the office. And I was like, they've already told me no. Like, I'm going to look ridiculous. Yeah. Going to look like a fool. Yeah. Sat in the office and just was like, I'm not leaving until somebody <laughs> tells me what hospital I need to go to. Yeah. Like, really? Come on, guys. And so, yeah, there you're going to have those moments where, like, the mm -hmm. giant is real big, mm -hmm. you know? You got to keep keep on forging ahead, mm -hmm. you know? It will will pan out, but it's going to look, you know, it's going to give Lord of the Rings drama. Yeah. Big battle. Yeah. Surrounded on all sides. Yeah. But then the sun comes over that ridge. Yes. Gandalf races down. Yes. If you don't know who that is, I'm so sorry. I'm a really big nerd. And that's <laughs> when you just have to make sure that your dreams are bigger than yourself. Yes. And that'll always keep you on the direct course in order for you to push through those hard days yep. to get the outcome that you want to. Totally. Totally. You could give someone in their personal life or maybe in their career that is struggling to take that next step in becoming a leader mm -hmm. in their workplace or in their family or just putting their dream no longer on the back burner. What would you tell them? Mm. So many ways you could really go. I would I would ask them, like, money, no objects. Mm -hmm. What do you really want to be doing? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I ask people. I tell people all the time, or ask them, I should say, if it were your birthday today mm. and money and time were no object, mm -hmm. what would you do? Like, how would you celebrate your birthday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you could wave a magic wand. Mm-hmm. What would you be up to, you know, and not like at work, but like, what would you be up to? Yeah. And then from there, I can like pull down the attributes of that mm -hmm. and we can like look really quickly and see if this job aligns with that, you know, yeah. but I think it's just helping people get to that. But yeah, they, they have to start with like dreaming and possibility mm -hmm. and it has to come from a genuine place. Mm -hmm. A lot of time you ask people where they want to go in their career, then they start like beep up warping sure. about reports and stuff yeah. and, you know, up the ladder but it doesn't really tap into their genuine passion. Yeah. So. Okay. Actually, I do have one more question. I'm ready. I, I will be here. <laughs> Listen. One more question on that subject. Uh, in, I don't know your journey previously within this, but I feel like there had to been some connection just based off of your story line of you helping your mother, your sister, your brother so genuinely. But how did you tap into personal development and what that looked like for your own self to work on yourself every day, to be able to build one small habit on top of another good habit to get you to where you were able to fulfill your dream? Because mm -hmm. it really doesn't happen overnight like we were discussing earlier. What I guess my question is, what, what does personal development look like for you? Mm-hmm. To continue, to continue to continue your leadership skills 
And what are some of your favorite resources within that? Yeah, I think personal development starts with self-reflection. And for better or for worse, I'm pretty – comparison is one of my gifts, my strengths. I forget what book that is. Strengths Finder, actually, just came to me. And it's one of my strengths, comparison. So uh, it just means I'm able to, like, weigh and prioritize and compare, Mm -hmm. you know, information, output it really quickly. And so self-reflection, I think, is a big part of my process for personal development. Uh, And then I – I'm really curious. So I'll just soundboard it with a few people. Mm-hmm. Hey, did I show up in this way? This is mm-hmm. how I intended to show up in that meeting. Was that okay? Or like, it's my first time giving feedback on something or sharing in an audience that I haven't shared before. A couple of trusted mentors. I'll just text them like, hey, can you just take some notes for me and let me know how it is that I'm doing? Um, sometimes I will ask like trusted mentors to like reach out and do a 360 on me. So someone they talk to that doesn't work with me, that's above me, beneath, you know, side to side peers. Yeah, it's not super fun. When I'm you sure get them it's back. not fun, but I like the idea of that mm-hmm. to be able to have literally an outside view of all angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually a 360 quiz too that'll reach out to some of your friends and do it um and they'll anonymously also so it'll be a Mm. whole picture of who you are um but barring taking that test i'll just ask like trusted mentors in a couple different circles for that uh and i think the other thing is really um one thing that i've gotten great at cultivating over the past like three four years is is that still true for me now? Mm-hmm. Right? These rules that are served me or like mm-hmm. is this feedback that I'm receiving, right? Like in alignment. You got to like if you take everything in, it can be really overwhelming. But like these are my priorities. This is what I'm focused on right now. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to make absolutely everyone happy or do everything perfectly. Yeah. But gosh, these top 3 to 5 things are coming up like repeatedly. Right. And probably top 3 those really resonate with like the direction I'm moving in. So I really want to work on those. Yeah. So I think like synthesizing it down and making sure that it's manageable and realistic because that change will take place over time, you know, and it's better to be like really narrow in that. I used to go like wide and Mm -hmm. deep, like all over, but really like narrow your focus on what you're working on and make it actually realistic. Cause that's when you can start making some like surgical improvements and actually be efficient in what you're trying to change. Efficiency is so important. And those that have the skill of efficiency win the game. (laughs) Yeah. Because efficiency is hard to learn. I want to learn it in Mm -hmm. uh, balancing doing all my housework and (laughs) working well. I don't have it there, but I have it in other places, you know? So that's why you got to narrow the field. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Well, I literally could have a million more questions for you. I love but it. For the sake of time, <laughs> I am going to wrap it up. Um, really quickly, how can people find you, stay in touch with you? Yes. Get some life coaching skills from you, set up yeah. a session with you. You can email me at Rachel, R A C H A E L, at Rachel Perry.com. You can also find me on Instagram at it's Rachel Perry, and it's at I-T-S-R-A-C-H-A-E-L-P-E-R-R-Y. Thank you so much 
for joining us. I being here with you. On the Electric Theory Podcast <laughs> as our guest today. This has been a fun conversation. Like I said, I could sit here for another hour and 30 minutes and keep going. Let's do it. Part <laughs> 17. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Electric Theory Podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on social media, on Instagram at Electric Theory Pod. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the Electric Theory Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts at. And we will see you next week. It was another good day. We had another good day. And if you line up enough good days, fuck around and have a good life.